So I'm here in Paris and tonight I'm going to watch Christina Bianca in Funny Girl. So this is a restaurant next to the theatre. It's very posh. Um, we've got menus. I don't understand a word of it. There you go. So what did you order, Chris? Omelette? Because yes. you're a basic bitch. <laughs> My steak and Chris's <laughs> omelette. <laughs> so I'm here in Paris and I'm about to interview Christina Bianca. Who is here with Funny Girl? I've seen a couple of Chris hasn't seen a couple, but I've seen a couple of the yeah. UK productions. Well, we're completely different than the Sheridan Smith, uh, Michael Mayer version because we're using the original script and we've not cut any songs or added any songs. It and it's all done in English still. Yeah. Oh, you're watching. You're watching it like you're watching a regular West End show. It's just that they're French subtitles for other people. Right. Is that how to get around it? Yeah. That's it. So, so okay. how are Is it steady? You? I mean, we're good. I think we're, I think good. we're good. Let's do it then with my mic, with my, my wires. You look so beautiful. It looks like a beautiful. Not so beautiful. <laughs> Annie Bryce, beautiful. <laughs> Quirky. <laughs> Christina Bianca, how are you feeling? I should say bonjour. Bonjour, bonjour. Um, Can you speak any French? No, je suis de soleil, je n'ai pas peur français. Uh, je voudrais un wine. That's uh, cheese. I know how to say it. Poulet. Uh, no, I I've perfected the art of saying I do not know how to speak French. I came here with every intention of learning, and then I was fortunate enough to like have all this press for the show and a million visitors. Then we got extended. I was like, well, now I'll definitely learn French. Then I had even more breath, even more visitors. And then I was like, I could spend the day sitting in a cafe learning French, or I could explore all of Paris. So I went out instead. Oh. oh. I mean, maybe just hold it. I think we need to just hold it. Yeah. yeah. Wow, it's it's it. <laughs> down. Great. Um, that made it one of the funniest things. <laughs> so you've been able to get out and about then. I am. Where are you staying? Are you like close by to the theatre? I am. Um, the, the cast is a, a little bit spread out. Most of the cast is in Montmartre and then some are other places. And they have me very close to the theatre, just a block from the Champs Elysees. Nice. Uh, and at first, I was. Well, you don't complain about being a block from from anywhere. In Paris, and I was like, "Oh, what everybody else? What everybody else?" And they said, "No, no, you missed it." My bad French accent here, ladies and gentlemen. No, you missed it. Be close because uh, you do not know with the uh, the weather and the strikes. And boy, were they right about the strikes because it was a huge metro transit strike. It's still uh, sort of going on. And so for for two months, really, we we had no way to get around except for taxis. And only the one line, the one metro line, ran because it's automated. 
so nobody has to do it. Right. So I could just walk to the view and everybody else had to like leave extra early, get in the cars, deal with traffic going either way. And so particularly regarding press and just sleeping and rest, it's been ideal. So I'm so lucky that I live close to the theater. But like I said, I'd live in a bin in Paris. It would still be great, so it's okay. So how did this all come about? Take me right back when you first were approached. It was 1970. No, no I, um, like everybody else, you know, you see auditions and you want to, you hope that you get called in for that. Yeah. You hope if your agent submits you, that someone goes, so she might be right for the part, well, we'll see her. Um, and I've tried to be a little, I've tried to be a little Fanny Rice. I've tried to be a little more aggressive and assertive about what I, what I want. And as an American wanting to work in Europe and the UK, it can be a little bit difficult um, for me to be seen for stuff because mm -hmm. of visas. And I totally get that. Um, but at this, I have to thank Twitter. It's so funny. So uh, Stephen Muir, who I've been uh, so grateful to know yeah. for a few years now, he, he came to see my shows at the Hippodrome, but he had seen me in Forbidden Broadway and the West End. I think he'd been in New York years ago. And uh, so we knew each other. I uh, hadn't worked together, but I auditioned for him a few times and always had a great experience. And I thought hopefully one day we would. Um, so like many others, I follow him on Twitter and he said, oh, but my next big production is Funny Girl in Paris. And everybody was responding immediately. Oh my God, that's so great. You're, who's your fanny? Because you never think that anyone's doing a production of Funny Girl without the Fanny Bryce being precast. <laughs> so I didn't know if it was, I assumed it was precast too, but I wrote back and I said, yes, I can't wait to see what you do with the production. Sounds very exciting and a little gutsy which is rare for me, I wrote, and I know a petite New Yorker you should consider. And he wrote back publicly, you'd be brilliant, or you'd be wonderful, something like that. And I was like, oh. so I emailed my agent, I was like, I don't know if they're actually having auditions for this, but if they are, I will be seen. So even if I'm not in town, you have to beg that I must submit a self-tape. I've always wanted to do this part. I think I'm really right for it. Nobody else seems to, but I think I'm right for it. <laughs> um, and lo and behold, an audition, a breakdown came out uh, about a week and a half later, two weeks later. I was submitted. I submitted a 15-minute <laughs> self-tape, and uh, you know the, the rest is history. You go through the, the, the process. I didn't think I was going to get it, uh, and I just cannot tell you what an incredible experience it's been. I am so grateful to Stephen Muir, but also to Jean-Luc Chaplin, who who um, is the artistic director and uh, runs this beautiful theater, Theatre Marigny. He's our big producer, and he's the one that had to sign off as well. Right. He was the other big person, who, and he didn't know me from Adam. So it just means a lot that these two men um, put their, their faith and their trust in me uh, for this part. And the fact that the show has been so well received, and we've all received such great reviews, and it's been extended, and then, you know, it's just, it's a dream that's over in a week. And did you feel you had something to prove? Not to prove, but you know, um, I have been so lucky to do a lot of my concert work um, all over the world, particularly in the UK, where everybody has really embraced me and those the, the concerts that I do, where I do a lot of impressions and I don't sing in my own voice and all that. Uh, I mean, I do sing in my own voice, but yeah. a lot of people are there because of the impressions. And I'm aware of that and I don't resent that. I love doing it, otherwise I wouldn't do it. Um, but I miss being right. part of a company it's not that I just miss singing in my own voice and just being me for full time, but uh, I miss playing a character, one character for a whole show. I miss the interaction. I miss dialogue. Yeah. I miss actual acting and scenes and dancing, and that's what I'm trained for. And I've been so lucky to ride the wave, as I say, the, the YouTube video viral wonderment that happened. I've been so grateful to ride that wave, and it's taken me um, so many cool places. But every time I do a show now, a musical, I'm like, it's like, it's like you, I need it to ground me yeah. because that's what I 
That's what I hunger for. And is it's what easy I need. to come back to that. Oh, totally. And I've done this longer than yeah. I've ever done impressions. I was doing theater since I was six, like with adults, you know, never, never stopping. Um, so this is the longest stretch where I haven't done, didn't do a show. It was only like a year ago where I was, or two, two years ago. I, and it was hysterical. I was like, when am I going to do a play again? When am I going to do a play again? And then I booked Joseph, the narrator yeah. with Joseph. And I was like, oh, great, something, you know, something to, to be with a company in a production. Look, a set, you know, it was great. <laughs> Cause even like Forbidden Broadway and all, there's not really a set. Yeah. So I, I'm always in these shows that are like conceptual. Um, so it's been great. And this, this production, um, of course, there was a lot of uh, pressure I put on myself because people do expect, you know, a, a production of Funny Girl to have someone they've heard of as Fanny Bryce, but that's a little bit ridiculous because when it first opened, people didn't know who Barbara Streisand mm. was. Some people in the New York downtown cabaret community did, but the general public did not. I think that's why the show works so well because if you go into that theater looking at a huge celebrity, you know why they're going to become a star. Yeah. But if you don't, if you're not quite sure they can pull it off, you're not quite sure that they, you see the that they are the greatest star, you know, like in that moment in that show. It's just, so I think it adds something. Um, but I definitely had an even harder challenge because everybody was like, are you going to impersonate Barbara Streisand? And it's like, sure, great, of course I am. No, but I never I never had any fear of slipping into her or anything because, mm. again, I'm, I'm more me. I've been me longer than I've ever done an impression of Barbara Streisand. But um, I always felt that there was a lot in the role that was like me that I could relate to. Um, you know, she's always told, Fanny Bryce in real life was always told, she's just not right. I don't know what mm. it is, but you're not right. You're not like everybody else. Um, you're talented, we like you, but you don't fit in. I am told that in this business on an hourly basis, and uh, everyone's got their, their ups and their downs, and everyone's got their insecurities, but boy, oh boy, I was reading the script, I'm like, that's me, that's me, that's me, that's me, you know? And so I, I knew that I didn't have to stretch for that part of it. I'm from New York, I don't have to worry about the accent, I got it down. Uh, <laughs> um, but I think, I think the real thing for me was to, it's an honor to get to do this part. It is an honor when someone trusts you with it, because it's a big thing, it's a lot of, a lot of um, emotion in one mm. show. It's slapstick comedy, it's, it's uh, tender moments, it's anger, it's tragedy, it's you know big brassy musical theater numbers, schmaltzy, the beautiful um, Ziegfeld numbers, and so there's just a lot all, in one, all at once. And it's a challenge uh, every day, the stamina. This is the two show day and here I am. I have an hour between shows, I can't really leave the building because I'm the last one out of a wig and the first one into it. They are glued on. I'm telling you, I could fly in a plane, those wigs are staying on. Um, so I've got my mic and my very sexy little gear over here, my wires. Um, and that's it. I just sort of sit and recline. And uh, I'm, not, I'm not that precious. Like, I'm, I'll, go after the, I'll go out after the show and have a glass of wine. Whatever. I was going to say, how do you unwind and relax? Shows. I am in Paris, so I oh, have, I have uh, unwinded myself <laughs> into my dressers. Pulling my dresses like this. Because I've had a little too much wine and cheese, I think, here. Um, but I'm not going to stop because it's Paris. So when I go home, it's not going to be the same. I really want to take advantage of everything here. And uh, I know it's funny, in the last two weeks, the cast and I, we've all been saying, God, we're going out all the time. We're just trying not to get sick and get run down because we're trying to do great shows, but also, you know, not be like, oh, I've missed this in Paris. And, but it gives me an excuse to come back. I've had great, uh, great response. I've had so many great TV shows and radio shows here. And everyone's like, what are you doing next? Well, I don't know what I'm doing next in Paris, but I certainly know I will be looking to do something because... Yeah. Uh, it's it'd be a waste of um, a beautiful friendship now that I've that I've sort of grown with the city. So 
I'm talking more about the show. So you said it reverted back to the original script. Yeah. So how have the audiences been... What was the response to that? Well, uh, no one ever, you know, here, the people that come to see the show, are mostly Parisians and mm. mostly French people. We have a lot of tourists and a lot of Brits actually coming to see the show because Brits come to Paris anyway, but yeah. in particular because this is a British product, a big, you know, big British cast and crew and production team. Um, they are coming to see their friends and word of mouth is spreading. Um, so it's a, it's a nice mix during the show. You can always tell um, who the people who speak English are because the laugh will come sometimes first yeah. before they've read it. It's very funny. Like they, they hear it, they'll laugh, and then you go, oh, I love it when they read it, the translation. So that's funny. Um, but no, I mean, you know, people here, and most people have adventure to say, because Funny Girl, the musical, is done so infrequently. Because nobody dares to do it without a Barbra Streisand, you know, um, they they only know the movie. Yeah. And the movie, God bless it, I've always loved the movie, is nothing like the musical. And I'm going to say almost nothing like the musical. Now, I can say that because I know the script back and forth. And I sit there watching the movie now and I'm like, no, that makes no sense. <laughs> Calm down. Because I used to watch the movie backwards and forwards and it was perfection in my eyes. But if I'm comparing it to the musical... I get a little little now, so I have to kind of separate it. There's Funny Girl the movie, and there's Funny Girl the musical. Um, and the most recent West End revival, they they rewrote the script, yeah. and um, they felt the need to do that, and it was lovely. Um, but I was going to say, did you true. see it? No, I've seen the the, the video right. of it. I wasn't in, I wasn't in town when it was playing, but I uh, know yeah. that it was you know lovely and well received. But this was an our production also has the original script, and it was also lovely and well received. So I don't think it was necessarily as broken a script as there one yeah. thought it was and we're really proud that we can show that it stands on its own um yeah so it's it's been incredible and the audience like i said they don't know the difference it's all i know is that we were always concerned that people that love the movie would come to see the show and be like oh but where's my man you know it's very different but no one has said that no one has said that they, they accept it as something different and i think the the, the press coverage speaks for itself we've yeah. been just so spoiled so lucky and the audiences were so enthusiastic and on their feet and the, the french like to do this thing where they clap 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 all in unison so it's like once you hear that clap going you're like all right it's so great again it's gonna be really hard to go back yeah. to normal theater and go back to new york everyone's like yeah. And let's talk about your leading man. What my leading they, uh, man. Yeah. My leading man, uh, number one, I like to say I have two leading men. My leading man, number one, is Ashley Day, yep. and he is just lovely. He is lovely. He's uh, so talented. Everybody knows him predominantly as a, a dancer yeah. who sings. Uh, but he's a beautiful actor, and the show really, really proves that. And it's it's a great a great opportunity for, for him, but also everyone to see him in a new light. So it's been great working with him. He's you know, he's hideous, though. So, um, <laughs> um, so it must be difficult. It's difficult. Um, he's excellent. Um, but I always say I have two leading men because uh, yeah. the way that, we, again, we're just reading the script of Funny Girl, but we, we spend a lot more time in the relationship between Eddie and Fanny. Mm -hmm. So my other leading man, Matthew Jeans, is just fantastic. I mean, another complete, ridiculous triple threat. These guys can all sing, dance, their booties off. And act, it's exhausting. He's hideous too, so I don't know. I have a real hard life. I want to be fit. So, have you planned to, to try and do more plays after this, or do you think you'll be going back to impressions? Or do you think you'll like am, to find a balance of both? I'm definitely um, definitely hungry to do more theatre yeah. and more plays, uh, and even straight plays included, because that's what I always wanted to do. And hopefully, uh, this 
now that I've sort of been put um, forth into the theatrical community again mm. as somebody who is an actor who can carry a role like this, I do hope it will lead to more opportunities. I do have something lined up that I can tell you a little bit about, maybe a little bit later, uh, that is exciting. I know I'll get to do another nice book show, which is yeah. really nice. I always tell everybody in the cast, it's not very funny to say, but it's like, if you don't hear from me in three weeks, you know, <laughs> it's because I've thrown myself over the Brooklyn Bridge. Because I'll be, what do I do? I need to do something. I need to have some, something to uh, look forward to that, you know, that's something similar to this. We all want to work. Everybody wants another job and wants to keep going. And I'm really, hashtag blessed, like really grateful, really blessed that I know I have more work coming up. Um, but in general, I always want to find a balance. I really love the concerts that I put together. Um, I think it might be a good time to start including more of my own voice, yeah. which I still do. I always say it's 50-50, but it tends to be in favor of impressions because as I know that's why a lot of people first started coming to my concerts. Um, but luckily, they've all grown with me. My audiences have grown. I have new people all the time, but it's... You know, it's, it's nice that they've grown with me and I know me well. And I people keep saying, are you doing stuff from Funny Girl in your next concerts? And it's like, well, yeah, I, I will be, of course. And so it, it's a nice, I think, progression now where I can meld the two worlds a little better than I have before. So I, that's what I hope continues. Well, let's talk about home. So obviously you, you live in London and Edinburgh and now Paris. Do you ever get homesick? I do. What I do you do. Um, You know, the, I mean, other than my husband and my dog, <laughs> you, I miss um, comforts. Like uh, I love to cook, and here in Paris, I was like, "Oh, I'm, I'm gonna be somewhere for a significant amount of time. I can't wait to have the cast over and I'm gonna cook all this great food." And then I got here, and I didn't know how to use anything. It was electric oven. I put the pan down. You pick it up for two seconds to like stir something, and it just shuts off. Now put it back down. Little things like that. So that's my way to unwind, right? Yeah. I love to cook and I love to bake. It's a nightmare to do it here. So when you don't have your stuff, like your home base, your comforts, that's the word I'm looking for, then it's hard. So I didn't, I don't have my comfort, so I'm never quite settled or grounded. So I miss that. Um, and I love New York. I, I'm absolutely in love with Paris. It's no secret that I completely love London. Um, and uh, New York has been going through some tough times. Mm. Um, so sometimes I'm like, ah, get me out of here. <laughs> you know, like, I want to go to Europe, you know. But, um, it's still home and I still love it. So what's nice is that when I come home after a long stint like this is that I sort of see the city with fresh eyes. Yeah. When you're there too long, like anyone, you know, the grass is always greener. My friends from London are always like, oh my God, I really want to live in New York. It's so beautiful. And I'm like, really? But you have cobblestones and, and no garbage on the streets and a subway that functions and is clean. And you, you fight me on that but you know no, the two know. verse of New York subway yeah. uh, two buns so <laughs> so everyone's got their you know their um, favorite bits of each city and all that but for me when I get to come home I see it anew so I see it a little bit like a tourist so this time I think I'm going to go home and plan some things I've never done like go to the Statue of Liberty you've never done that no because I live there that's the same yeah, I suppose I had friends who came to London every week and they did the London Eye and I was like Wow, was it? Yeah, but it's pretty. <laughs> it's fair, you walk past it, yeah, but you never do it. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a, a New York tourist oh. when I go back. Yeah. Sounds fun. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I should let you get on. Yeah, get into I, your I, I have again. probably about five minutes. <laughs> I have to get back into wig. But yeah, it's I been cannot a wait to watch it tonight. I hope you I enjoy know it. You're gonna be incredible. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a tough uh, final week. But yeah. I'll worry about that starting next Tuesday. Hold the tears yeah. back. Yeah.
what we found. The Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Chris's favourite building. Because it's erect. So that's the uh, Arc de Triomphe over there. And we're now just casually stood in the middle of the road. Waiting to... Uh, there's traffic on either side. Um, there we go. Triumphant. Look at chocolate all over here. So we're here and we're about to watch Funny Girl. I am so excited. You look forward to the show? Yes, very much. You? So we've got our tickets and we're excited. I'm very excited. This is just moderately excited, mildly excited. He's just choking on his vodka and coke there. So we finally got our seats. For some reason, we're seat one and two, and we're right in the middle. Didn't quite understand that. And we're not allowed to drink in the auditorium. So we just had to down two double vodkas. Um, and now we drinks during the show. We're very excited though. How excited are you? Very excited. So we're just in the interval. What do you think? Brilliant. Are you enjoying the set? What's your favourite moment? All right. All of it. Don't cry, don't rain on my brain. Of course. I cry. Incredible. It's so good. Christina is an absolute star. Made for this part. Loving it.
So that was funny, girl. It was incredible. Christina Bianca is amazing. As were all the cast. Such a brilliant show that kind of, it's timeless. It's a timeless story. Um, so, so impressed. Did you like it? Yeah, I liked it.